Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets Podcast. Aaron Portsign with you on a Thursday morning. As always, Allison Lucan is here. Hello. Uh, Allison, we're all waiting to find out when training camp's going to start, when the regular season will begin, how many games they're going to play, where the teams are going to play, yada, yada. But one of the silver linings is this time gives us a chance to take the podcast in a different direction and have some really meaningful conversations with some really great people. Our guests today are Nick and Janelle Folino. If you're listening Yay. to this podcast, you know Nick Folino, but you also need to know Janelle Folino, the Folino's daughter, Milana was born in October 2013 with a congenital heart defect and needed surgery very early in life. Now she's an active seven-year-old with two little brothers. You'll recall that in 2016, the Felinos donated $1 million to children's hospitals in Boston and Columbus for cardiovascular research and heart care. And now they're giving back in a new way. Janelle Felino is a first-time author, having written a children's book for heart survivors entitled Dear Heart, a letter to my special heart. Nick and Janelle Felino, thanks for joining Front Nationwide. Thanks for having us. Thank you. What an intro. Thank you. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's almost <laughs> sounded professional there for a second. Yeah, it? that was nice. All of the proceeds from this book go to heart research and families faced with heart concerns. And so it's a great cause. But Janelle, tell us, if you would, where did this start with you? What was the idea uh, to write a book. This is something new for you. Where did it come from? Yeah, it's definitely new for me. But what's not new for me is writing in general. I've always felt that I'm better at writing my thoughts and emotions than I am speaking them out loud. So it's often you'll find me journaling or writing notes in my phone. I have notes written all over the house. You should see my honeydew list. <laughs> nice. It's well written. <laughs> yes, very. So I just that's just always been the way that I express myself. And so when we found out Milana had to have her latest open heart surgery almost two years ago now, I started searching online for books that I could show her because now she was five years old. She knew what was about to happen. She knew we were traveling to Boston for her heart. She had previously been in the hospital six weeks prior um, because of the virus 
that, or the bacteria rather, that attacked her heart and the reason for needing the surgery in the first place. So there had been a lot of buildup for the surgery. And so I was trying to find a way to ease her anxiety a little bit and to have conversations about it for her. And I really couldn't find anything that stood out for me in my searches online. So I just had that in the back of my head that that would be cool to do one day to be able to give to her. And then when we were in the hospital after her surgery, I again started writing the notes in my phone and um, writing about my thoughts and feelings. And I wrote her a poem and I named it Dear Heart. And I was writing as if it was her writing to her special heart. And that's what we've always called it in our family. We always tell her she has a special heart. And so that's how it started. And then I really, at the moment, hadn't thought about making it into a book, but that idea came about six to eight months later when I took Milana to theater class and in the art center, there were cards of this local illustrator. Her name is Jenny Danko, and I really loved her illustrations. And then right then it was like a a light bulb went off. I still had the note in my phone with with the poem. And so I wrote her an email from the art center, just asking her if she would bring my poem to life. And one thing led to another and she did some great illustrations, came up with a really cute character. I wanted the character to look realistic for these heart kids. They've seen that, that image several times. They don't associate their heart as being like the typical heart shape. They know what a real heart looks like. So we wanted yeah. to incorporate that, and then um, that's kind of how it all came to be. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you about the perspective because it. My assumption when I first got the book today and opened it up was that this was going to be a letter from the mother to the child, and it's from the 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 heart patient in this case Milana to her own heart. And that's a really interesting perspective. Um, was it harder to write from that voice because it's not your natural voice than it? than it would have been otherwise. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what? It actually wasn't, it was more, it was almost the opposite because I was projecting how I would want her to feel about her heart. So how me as a mom would like to make her feel good about her situation and feel confident because I know that a lot of times when they're dealing with these health obstacles, they might look more to the negative side of things, but I just wanted her to feel empowered. And so I was kind of trying to put myself in her shoes in later years when she's now proud of her scars and proud of her story and knowing that it's, it's her miracle story. Nick, I have to ask you, who's, who's more in demand Nick Foligno on media day or Janelle Felino, first time author of a children's book. <laughs> it is absolutely Janelle Felino. <laughs> I don't know. About she that. stole the show, and rightfully so. I think uh, you know it's so neat, Allison. Is I, I've seen her work at this. You know, it's been a it's been a work in progress, right? To see her start from scratch, and um, originally just started off as just a book for Milana, a poem or a book for Milana, and um, you could just see the wheels turning, and then her, you know, her big heart, Janelle's big heart, wanting to just always do more. You know, it was never, you know, it's one thing that as a mother, I think for your own kid, but then she realized how many people are affected and, um, you know, how many mothers she's come across that, you know, share stories with her, or she has had to share our story with them and inspire them. So she said, you know, this is kind of for everybody. So it's just been really, you know, 
I'm just, I admire her so much. And I, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people get to see the side of her and um, you know, I'm the one in the spotlight, but she's the rock in our family for a reason. I think you can see with the way she's kind of set this up and, and now created the Hearts Playbook Foundation as well. Yeah, it's, it's been cool to watch it, it come on here. You know, there's so many, I have a ton of children's books in my own personal book collection. I feel like there's lessons for adults as well in books that are written for children, just from your experience, Nick. And I mean, you went to Detroit, you had to rush back right when Milana was born, but what lessons would you have or should parents or adults take from this book, these lessons? And, and what should we who maybe have a friend who's a parent going through an experience like this, how should we be in support of our friends if they're the parents going through a situation like this? Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing how over the years you just you slowly, you don't even realize it, but you just you look back on things you've gone through. And, um, you know, we've obviously gone through a lot. And uh, I think the biggest thing I take away from it is, is actually the, the strength that I ended up getting from Milana, you know, in mm. and, and, and times when it's difficult, you're always the one trying, okay, what can I tell her to, to make her feel good and then feel empowered? And, you know, she's going to get through anything and you have all these rah, rah speeches and, and then you just go and you just watch them handle things as kids and the fearlessness, you know, even, even when they're, they're scared, they're still putting their arm out there for the poke of a needle. They're still, you know, knowing they have to do this, you know, because all the while kids just want to be kids. And the lesson I got from it was, you know, our mindsets really are, are what's, you know, get in the way sometimes of, of our own success stories or, um, you know, and this, this girl here who just wants to be a normal kid and, and have a chance at just running around with her brothers and playing with her friends and going to school. Um, you know, she's willing to do whatever it takes to get that done and knowing full well how scary it is, but she still steps in there and, and does it. And, you know, I just, I just felt so much strength from her. You know, I, I got taught what it is to be mentally tough. And, um, you know, and so as a parent, you, you're thinking of all these things that you can give to your kid and uh, really it, it, they end up giving you so much. So I think just that relationship and that, that perspective that I got uh, has just has really served me well um, as we've gone on here and going forward. And I think as parents and just appreciating your kids, um, you know, and then for anyone that is going through it and is offering advice, I think one thing that we weren't shy to do was lean on people, you know, mm. when, when the time came that you needed to, I think at first you think you can handle everything and you, you want to feel like you have everything in control, but sometimes it's okay to, to ask for help and, and, you know, and make sure as a friend, if you do have somebody going, be that, be that person that's there when they're ready to ask for help, you know, and we had so many people that did for, that for us. And the outpouring of support, I think is the real reason why we got through a lot of it. And we feel so blessed and it's a big reason why we want to give back. We want to be that person for somebody that's looking for that, that help and, uh, or th not that person, but that, that group of people. And, um, you know, this is, this is one way we can do that. That's awesome. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer. If you ask us, make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I I wanted to ask both of you, actually, you have done, you have shared this story so beautifully. And, you know, I mean, I'm a big fan of Milana getting her own TV show after the ice cream (laughs) trip last summer, but (laughs) But it has it has to be something you guys discussed, right? Like, as you mentioned, you you choose the spotlight, but how do you go through the thought process of how much of your children and your personal life you're willing to share to protect them, but also to help others? How does that decision happen for the both of you? Yeah, I mean, I think Janelle can speak to this too, but I, I think just for me, you know, I know that what I do for a living obviously is is well look, you know looked after and people are interested and um but i've also never been shy to show the personal side of myself as well um as i became a father it's a little different you know you want to you want your kids to know you as just their dad not nick felino the hockey player and that's been something that's so important to me because i kind of grew up with that i I had a father Mm -hmm. who played and Mm -hmm. i always looked at him that way so um we were cognizant of that uh, you know early on but then with just Milana's story and getting to know other people and, uh, you know, hearing their stories and, and understanding the position that, that we are in and we're blessed to be in, uh, you can use it as a, as a tool to help people. You know, it's something, sometimes I think pe- people use their platforms to, to bring more attention and, and it's all I, me, I, me, but we, we've tried to spin it in a way that it's, it's encompassing everybody, you know, and, uh, I really hope that that's the, you know, what people get out of it. When we try to share our story, when we try to, you know, show the human side of us. Um, we're parents uh, first, you know, I, I know I'm a hockey player, but I'm a, I'm a husband, a, a son, a father uh, first in my mind. So uh, I go through the same things that a lot of other people's go, people go through. And if my story or our story can help uh, somebody in any way, um, I feel like we, we owe it to them to share it. And because we have that reach, you know, because of, of what I do. So, um, you know, use it for good. Always try to try to look, look after other people. And it's amazing how you end up looking after yourself because of it. So, um, that's the way we kind of felt as we've approached this. And, you know, it's been, it's been a pretty amazing ride to go on and, uh, something so scary at the time has turned into something so beautiful now. Yeah. Janelle, did you have any thoughts to share too? I mean, just as a mom, again, like you want to protect your little one, give her some privacy, but also help others like you two have done so much for so often. Yeah, of course. The mama bear in me kind of (laughs) had my guard up at first, but we've had so many conversations, Nick and I, about it all. And in the beginning, we were really um, hesitant to share her story, even share our donation, share anything we were Mm -hmm. doing um, from a philanthropic point of view. But every, every time we kept coming back to if this could help even just one person, why not? do it. And, and the reason Milana ended up where she did and with the surgery that she did was because of another family. And if we could be that family for somebody else, like that was the meaning behind it for us. And we just wanted to share her story and and try to get the awareness out there and also, you know, get the information for some people that may not have known um, prior. So that's, I mean, I, I think we'll be careful too. Um, we're not just going to share everything, but we, you know, we'll find a balance. And, and I think at the same time too, it's important for me as a mom to show her 
the importance of giving back. And she's really involved with everything that we do now and going forward. We hope that with this Hearts Playbook Foundation, she'll be at the forefront of it as well. So I think it's just a learning process for all of us. You're listening to the Front and Nationwide podcast. We're speaking with Nick and Janelle Fellino. Uh, Janelle has written Dear Heart, A Letter to My Special Heart, a children's book uh, that is available now. Janelle, what, what's the best way for people to get this? I'll be repeat this at the end of the podcast too, but how can people find uh, this book if they want to if they want to buy a couple of them or pass them on to other people? Yeah, so the website is www.heartsplaybook.com. And uh, from the website, there's an option to buy the book. And right now we're selling it in Canada and the US. So there's a click button for both countries. And that's how they can find it right now. We're also, I guess, we're on Instagram too at the Hearts Playbook. Okay, nice. And the Hearts Playbook is is a is a foundation that sort of overreaches all of all of what you're doing. Am I am I saying that correctly? Yeah. So we wanted to create the Hearts Playbook in general um, to begin with because we just wanted to keep ourselves pretty. Um, I guess, pretty vast in, in the areas that we can go into. And then the foundation was created aside from that. So I guess the Hearts Playbook is where you can find all of our stuff. And then the foundation gotcha. is where the actual funds are going to go and then be funneled into um, like the research areas and helping families and hopefully much more. Yeah. What does Milana think of this book? I'm sure she's read the poem long before it became a book. But what does she think of this book seeing it completely together now? What's funny actually is that I didn't even share with her my idea. I didn't share with her the poem yet because really? at the time I was trying to find the perfect way to do it. And then once we decided to do the actual book, I thought, well, I'll just give her this one day. And so when the book finally got printed I handed her a copy and she she could read by then. So she was astounded to see my name on a book. And then inside of it, her name was in it. And oh. she was just, you could tell she was grinning ear to ear. And there's a part at the end of the book with um, kind of like a notes area, which ties into my, me writing myself notes all the time. And just kind of leaving that open for either the child to write notes or yeah. parent or caregiver doctors, I kind of envisioned this being like a keepsake for the child. So just to have different notes at the back and she brought me over the book and, and it had a bunch of different notes in it that she was thanking me for the book and she was proud of me and how much she loved me. And I just, in that moment, I was like, this is why I did this. This is what makes yeah. it all worth it. And then just, that didn't make you cry or anything. Oh <laughs> yeah, not at all. Wow. <laughs> we were all crying. Yeah. And then just right. recently when we finally launched it, because we've had the books um, for a couple months now while we were getting the foundation going. And so when we finally launched it on Friday, she, I guess Nick can, can tell this yeah, story because well, he found her. I but. went, I went in a room and she was in a room and she has a little desk in there and she was writing and she said, get out, get out. <laughs> <laughs> you're too young to be already kicking me out of your room first of all. <laughs> right. but uh but she so i could see she was working on something and she came down and she had this little note and i think she gave you like a little gift with it 
Um, I never actually saw what the gift was. Was it like an ornament or something? Yeah, it was an ornament from her tree that she has in her room. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> it, it was a regift. It was a regift. But it was a heart ornament. It was a heart ornament, which like, oh, like that's cute. Wow. Um, anyway, so she writes this note, and I didn't see it at the time because she wouldn't let me see it, but I saw it after Janelle showed me and says, Dear Mom, I gave you this for the book and for you and you. You make me feel good inside. I love you. So, you know, when you, when you see that and it's right. a spontaneous note, you know, it's not something we've you know, coaxed her into, coaxed her into or, or into doing. Yes. Um, you know, I think it just, it, it makes you realize, yeah, this is for the right reasons. This is, she's understanding why we're doing this. And I, I think you go back to the, you know, this whole, the whole reason why and of what we're doing and why we're doing it is also because I want Milana to feel empowered by, by seeing yep how her story can help so many other people. So um, when you, when you see her start to get it, I think that's, that makes us, you know, so proud as parents that, you know, she's, she's feeling good about it. It's not a scary thing. It's not, Oh, I have a heart problem. This is awful. No, she's like, wow, you know, I'm special in a different way. And um, you know, my story can hopefully help a lot of people. Yeah. One thing I loved is, and it's even made uh, more sense to me now, the boat, there's a, uh, boat that the heart's cruising around a little bit and the boat is a folded up note with the lyrics of the poem in it mm-hmm. i thought that was like an amazing touch by jenny danko the illustrator i thought she the same thing amazing. when she came back she had this whole because that was part of what i had a hard time with um i felt like i could write the poem but then to try to bring it to life i'm going like what yeah. will we put on these pages she didn't like my right. figures i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> i thought i could have been an illustrator but. and it just it, it tied everything together with the note and and yeah it's also a personal touch because in our family we write so many letters and so um yeah it it turned out really great that's amazing and this book is going to be available one assumes that there'll be Tons of these presented to nationwide children's hospitals to heart doctors. Is that is that how do you get it to to the people who can really use this? What's the the device to get it there? Yeah. So actually, um, we personally, Nick and I, are making our first um, round of donation of books to nationwide children's hospital over the holidays and they have to be quarantined and and there's Mm. different um, protocols to follow, but eventually they'll be able to get in the hands of the families in the heart center and the ICU and on the floor side of it. Um, And so that's where we're starting. But what's been really nice to see is we've had some people purchase a group of books Um, we've had some purchase 20, some purchase 10 or 50, and a lot of them are actually donating. They've written me and said, you know, I don't personally have a tie to congenital heart defect or a heart disease, but they're going to donate. They're going to take it to the Ronald McDonald house in their city or the hospital in their city. Um, one of my friends is a family physician and he wants to put some in his office and, um, just things like that. So I think that's how it'll start. Yeah. And I mean, and even you, Portia, I mean, you, you obviously, I don't know if you want us to out you like this, but I'm going to say anyway, <laughs> you, uh, you purchased quite a few and that meant so much to us and, uh, obviously your own personal stories. So we just, we appreciate people like you that have thought outside of just their own personal collection and thought about other people as well. It just, it, it, it floors us, the, the generosity from everybody. And, 
how it's uh, it's resonated. So thank you. Yeah. Well, we're we're more than happy to help. I really appreciate you doing this. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Um, have you thought at all, Janelle, if you want to continue as a – I know there's there already is in-house a children's book author, Mary Shaw. I wonder if you're yeah. interested in, in becoming a repeat author if you make keep going with it. I know. she. I don't know if I could ever hold a candle to her. She's got so many. She's got a pretty good resume. That one. Yeah. She's prolific. She's prolific. Yeah. But, but it all starts with one. Uh, would you like to do more? It does. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess we'll see where it goes if there's another idea that comes up. Um, but right now, I just want to try to get this out to as many people that it can help, yeah. and uh, we'll go from there, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I got any more ideas up there. We'll see. <laughs> I'm sure, you did. there's notes all over the house. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, just I don't know if people want to hear all that stuff. <laughs> well, you know. um, one of the silver linings to all of this. I mean, it's been such a dreadful eight months, nine months since everything hit the brakes is the time around family. Um, what's that been like for you guys? There are times where my wife is kind of praying that hockey comes back so I can go somewhere. But then there are other times where it's like, you know, you're not a bad guy. I kind of like having you around. <laughs> um, it's been different for all of us. In a lot of ways, we've been forced to slow down. What's it been like for the Felino family? Just, I know it's been weird. I know it's been turned upside down, but there's been a lot more time at home probably than you could ever remember. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think for me, it's just been a chance to reconnect with my kids and, and be present for all the things that I normally am missing. And you don't realize how much you miss until you're home and actually able to attend so many things. And, you know, I, I got to see my son play hockey for the first time. He joined the CCYHA this year and is in a little nice. house league team. And, they're called, oddly enough, the Seattle Kraken, which is hilarious. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and just to be able to be there for that and take him to the practices. And, you know, I remember the first 6 a.m. practice that a lot of people dread. They're like, why? They have to put him. And I was just so excited because, you know, this right. what I remembered as a kid. And we went to breakfast after. And, you know, so those those moments that you have with them, um, you know, that that are, 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 I guess, you know, you understand the sacrifice you make and. Uh, I don't know if I can call it a sacrifice because there's people out there right now that you think of that are sacrificing way more. Um, but we are just so thankful that we're healthy and in a position to be able to enjoy this. And, you know, and I, I say that I, I, when I say enjoy the time together, I, I fully well know what's going on in the world and how many people are affected by it. Sure. But 
you know what I like, like our lifestyle is we, we try to take the, you know, the good from the bad, no matter what situation it is. And you can have, you know, kind of went 10 different ways with this, but we decided just to make this uh, a memorable one. Cause let's be honest, we hope there is an end in sight. And when it is, I mean, we'll never get this time back with our kids. We'll always remember this year and, and the time we got to spend together as crazy and as hectic as some days were, um, especially the homeschooling. Oh boy. Um, that is, is something I'll cherish forever because I got to, to witness uh, a period in time with my kids that otherwise I would have never got to see had I been playing. So, um, you know, I think Janelle and I somehow have grown stronger too. I thought she wanted to kill me a few times as well, but uh, I was ruining the routine for a while, but we found a new one. So I'm wondering how it's going to be when I leave. Yeah, the new routine involves him doing a lot. So I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do when he goes back, but I'll have to uh, buckle up again and, and get back to that mode that I'm in during the season. But um, the kids and I have obviously loved spending more time with him. Um and we'll see how they react when it's time for dad to go back to work. But they already are talking about how they're excited for watch the blue jackets. And they've asked kind of when, it, when he's going to go back. So they're starting. It's usually when I'm yelling at someone, when are you going back to work again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, was, there's a hit right there. <laughs> yeah. But this time of year, especially, I think sticks out for me because I've never really had a Christmas where the lead up to it, right. the, the, no, the rat race for us, usually we're in a scramble as a, as a team trying to make sure we finish the, you know, that this part of the season is strong before the holidays. So you never really get to enjoy the lead up and, and, you know, feel like you actually get some time with your family. It always feels like a blink and you're back on the ice. So I am taking this and enjoying it and, um, you know, going to cherish this year, even though it's been probably the craziest one and hopefully the craziest one for a very, very long time. Janelle was the, again, this idea of silver linings, was it helpful that there wasn't maybe a deadline that Nick was going back at the usual time for you to put this idea together, put this book together? Was that, again, in context of everything that's going on in the world, but was that a luxury to you as you went through this process of writing your own book? I guess in hindsight, it was. But when I was going through the process, in my mind, this was going to launch a lot sooner than it did. Mm. And I think we I, we didn't realize some of the things we had to put in place to have the foundation on both sides of the border and stuff like that. So it slowed us down. I, we just dream big. And then R- we're like, oh, rookies, yeah. rookie, work it out. I guess there's like protocols and stuff in place. So <laughs> we finally went through that. So I guess, you know, things happen for a reason. And, and it launched at a time that he can be home to take part in it too and help me stuff the envelopes and um do that kind of thing and and be a part of it's been so fun to be a part of interviews with him that's obviously never really happened before so that's kind of a cool aspect of it too (laughs) what what was the i mean you've shared little pieces of it but i mean selfishly for me whenever i hit that publish or submit button on a piece, I like have a minor panic attack. Was What was this pro- writing process like for you? You shared how prolific you are and how good you are at it already, but was it, were there times you were scared or times you were nervous or was it all excitement? What was the emotion as you went through it? You know what? It was all excitement and I, I really didn't put any expectations on it, mm. which I think helped me because I am by nature a little bit of a perfectionist. And so I try to take a page out of my daughter's book. She told me about a year ago now in a situation that we were in, 
she said, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect mom. (laughs) And so, um, I tried to take a page out of her book and just kind of go with it and just always keeping Milana in the back of my mind. And, um, so luckily the illustrator, we were able to work really quickly and we worked well together. So everything seemed really seamless and quick. And then when it slowed down a little bit with the, with the back end side of it, then, um, it just allowed me some time to sit back and reflect on it all and kind of enjoy how it had gone. And then once they said everything's ready, then I just kind of launched and was like, Oh, I jumped in with two feet. And now, (laughs) now this is real. Like it got real really quickly, but, um, yeah, never once did I feel anxious about it. I just felt excited. And again, just not trying to expect anything out of it and just see what would happen. I need to take Milana's advice too, obviously. <laughs> you you had mentioned the Instagram account already, Janelle, and that launched a little bit before we made, we as the public knew that this book was coming and you have shared more there too. You've shared recipes, you've shared books that your family is reading. Even aside from maybe future formal writing, is there a vision you have for that account and kind of the messages you want to keep sharing and the things you want to share about your family and what you're doing? Yeah. When we first created the account, um, I had my sister-in-laws have helped me a little bit They're um, They're both in marketing and they're both just really good at seeing things in, in the greater picture. And so when they knew everything that I had going on and the book coming and hopefully the foundation and stuff like that, they said, it was a good idea to create something a little bit more broad so that you can share whatever it is you want to share. And I've always been passionate about um, health and wellness, and it does tie into, you know, Milana having a heart condition too. We try to eat healthy as a family and her and I cook a lot together. And so I thought, why not throw some heart healthy recipes on there and then just kind of give people a glimpse into what we've got going on. And I know people are curious about Nick and his lifestyle and things like that. And so we just thought, let's open it up in a way that hopefully we can inspire people and especially on the philanthropic side of things and just have a little bit of fun with it too and see where it goes. The book is Dear Heart, A Letter to My Special Heart. Nick Felino, Janelle Finolino, tell us again where we can get the book, where people can find the book. So the website is www.heartsplaybook.com. <laughs> There's a buy the book button on there. Uh, we're on Instagram at the Hearts Playbook and on Facebook at the Hearts Playbook as well. There's three W's in there, yeah. folks. <laughs> three W's. We didn't reinvent the internet, just so you guys. <laughs> Uh, well, th- uh, thank you both for, for joining us. Thanks for giving us a, a great a great topic to discuss. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And, and hopefully we'll be back to some form of normal and Nick will be asking you boring hockey questions again soon <laughs> enough. Yeah, I, I look forward to that even even at this. <laughs> lies. You, I look forward to it. Um, All lies. No, no, no. Thank you, Felinos. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, guys. It means a we lot. appreciate it. Really, really Thank appreciate. you both so much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. <laughs>